Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Elite Titans podcast. I am your host, known Twitter scoundrel, the Canadian Titan Ethan Jordan, and we're back to try and pump a little bit of optimism into the absolute butt-fucking that the Titans received Monday night against the Buffalo Bills, losing 41-7, to and let's be honest, it probably should have been a lot higher than that. Before we get into the absolute disaster that we all watched, I just want to give a little message to all the listeners out there, the fans uh, and the haters, the Bills haters who I know are listening to this episode, fuck you, Nathaniel. I'm going to try my absolute best to give a little bit of optimism to the Tennessee Titans in 2022. I'm not going to make excuses for the shellacking that we made, that we had, because frankly, there are no excuses. But there are certain things that you can take away from that game that I think are being overlooked completely because of how embarrassing it was to get bitched on national television. And I don't know what fans expected heading into the game. The Bills are Super Bowl favorites. And I guess the Titans have risen to the occasion multiple times, beating teams that they shouldn't beat. So I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that there are fans who expected a more competitive game. Hell, I was one of them. But let's dive into it. Not going to recap the entire game because it was super embarrassing. But let's look at a few of the positives. For the second week in a row... The Tennessee Titans' opening drive resulted in a touchdown. Now, it was our only touchdown of the game, so that's not really something to be super proud about. But when you compare it to the Titans' offenses of 2020 and 2021, there was something very shitty about how we started our games. We always started slow. So if you can take a little bit of comfort in the fact that we've scored touchdowns, not field goals, not three and outs, but touchdowns in each of our first two games, that's one positive. Another positive, Traylon Burks looked pretty good. When the Titans made an effort to get him the ball, he got separation, he fought through contact, and despite one small moment where it seemed like he got hurt, I walked away feeling really good about Traylon Burks, at least compared to last week and compared to all of the training camp reports about how he was out of shape. And to be honest with you guys, I think that might be it for positives. Actually, one last positive, Amani Hooker. That interception that he absolutely got that for whatever reason, uh, the NFL decided we're not going to review it. That's a guy who got paid and is still giving it his all. The game was only 10-7 at that point, I believe. It was still manageable, so it's not like he had reason to give up at this point, but that's the kind of play that you love to see from not only your team player, uh, Amani Hooker, but from somebody who got paid. You, You can see that he's still in it. So those three things, Traylon Burks, opening drive touchdown, and Amani Hooker's interception that never was, are pretty much, in my opinion, the only positives. 
Now, let's talk a few of the negatives, and there are a lot to choose from, but I only want to touch on a few because although, once again, I don't want to give Bills fans listening to this, fuck you, Nathaniel, any more of a reason to be super happy than the shellacking we had last night, or Monday night, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, which is when it's getting released, I don't want to be super negative. And Titans Twitter, the Titans fans, have have handled enough through this point. But how are we going through 2021 with the injuries all over again? The Titans lost at least six players during the course of this game. Six important players, players who have a role on this team that is vital. Trenton Cannon, our kick returner, injured on the very first play. Taylor Lewan, left tackle, injured on the very first offensive snap. More on that in a little bit. We lost Ola Adani, Bud Dupree, Ugo Amadi, Lonnie Johnson, and Joe Jones went out at one point as well. This was just... Murphy's Law. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and it was so disastrous to see. And it was also frustrating because at some point, when you lose six or seven players, you can't really be expected to perform at the level that we all expect the Titans to perform at. Now, I'm not making any excuses for the performance that the Titans made. But I don't really know what you can expect in the third quarter when you are down four defenders. When Josh Allen has time to set up camp because there is no pass rush with Bud Dupree and Ola Adani gone. With the Bills offensive line double teaming, triple teaming Jeffrey Simmons at every opportunity because who else is on the line? And Trey Avery, who is a fantastic UDFA story is covering Stefan Diggs one-on-one because Christian Fulton is out. Chris Jackson ended up getting hurt. There's another name I forgot. And Caleb Farley got benched. More on that later, as I said. There is nothing, nothing that could honestly be done or be expected of this Titans team when the third quarter hit. And the score was 17-7 to to start the third quarter, but by the end of it, it was 41-7, to and everybody had turned off their televisions. Everyone in the Nashville area, at least. It was just disastrous, and I don't know how, how many of those injuries are going to be long-term. I do not know who's out for the season, if anybody but I just don't want another 2021. I don't know if I can handle it, to be completely honest with you guys. Also, another negative, the play calling. Now, once again, I realized that there were injuries and that the offensive line was ham-fist... What, what the fuck is ham-fist? The offensive line was pretty fucked as soon as Taylor Lewan went out. But what was with the play calling? There was so much imagination in the first drive, so much innovation and and creativity with the play calling from the play action, shots to Burks and to Hooper, 
it was a great first drive. And then as soon as we hit the second quarter, it seemed like all of that magic was gone. It's beyond frustrating to watch what can be. And then in the same game, get stuck with the same old Todd Downing crap. Now, I don't know. It's been speculated, but I don't know if Tim Kelly is orchestrating the opening drives and Todd Downing is dealing with the rest of the game. I don't know if they're all working on it together. I don't know what is happening. But there is a clear difference between the first 15 plays that the Titans run and the rest of the game. And it's a night and day difference. Derrick Henry was getting... Nine-yard gains, six-yard gains, five-yard gains in the first two quarters. And then for some reason, it was like, let's do a toss to the left for negative five yards. Let's try it again for negative four. And for good measure, let's do it one more time for negative five. It's insane to me that Derrick Henry was at 1.6 carries for 12 yards with a long of nine. And the other runs weren't for one yard. You have to credit the Bills for their amazing team. Their roster is stacked, and they are Super Bowl favorites for a reason. I get it. But this game really came down to the Titans shooting themselves repeatedly and the Bills capitalizing on it. There are so many things I could talk about, but I'm really trying not to make this just a bitch fest. Because I don't want to only focus on the negative. Because let's look at some facts. It's week two. The Titans are 0-2 and that sucks. But it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. We shouldn't pack it up. We shouldn't fire Vrabel and John Robinson and look forward to 2023. That's just not the case. But there is reason to be concerned Mike Vrabel had a press conference today. It's Tuesday right now. Mike Vrabel had a press conference, and I was hoping to hear something. I don't know exactly what, because I knew that they were not going to fire Todd Downing. I knew that they were not going to make any sort of drastic signing or cut or any sort of rash decision, because that's not what Mike Vrabel does. That's not what John Robinson does. But I didn't expect them to come out with the same gotta coach better, gotta play better, just gotta execute, we believe in our system. I just wanted something, some proof that the embarrassment that Titans fans around the globe felt was shared by the coaching staff, was seen and felt and acknowledged by the coaching staff. And unfortunately, we didn't get that. Now, I don't think that that means that Vrabel's not going to do anything and that the Titans are going to head to Nashville on Sunday against the Raiders and put out the exact same performance. I don't believe that for a second. But it does not do much for the morale of the fan base to to hear No sense of urgency from the coaching staff. Another point I got to hit on, Craig Ackerman. 
Our special teams is terrible. Kyle Phillips muffed a second punt in as many weeks so badly that they immediately put in Amani Hooker, who's supposed to be the sure-handed punt returner, to muff another punt right after. What is happening? How is it that the Titans, for the last however many years, what, five years, have not had a reliable punt returner? Every time that ball is coming down and either the the punt returner waves fair catch or they're catching it or whatever, I'm holding my breath. And I don't think that every team in the league is doing this or every fan of every team in the league is concerned about catching the ball. But we are. We don't have a choice at this point. Now, I like Kyle Phillips a lot, and that 44-yard punt return in week one still turns over and over in my head. So I'm not ready to give up on Kyle Phillips as the punt returner. But holy shit, what a fucking debacle that was. Unbelievable. Now, let's talk about a few of the key injuries. Taylor Lewan and Bud Dupree. Now, these two players specifically really bother me. Rather, the response to their injuries really bother me. Bud Dupree got hurt some point in the second quarter, I believe, and, and in the first, when he was playing, you could feel Bud Dupree on the field. He pressured Josh Allen. And then he got hurt, and that pressure was gone. And for some reason, there are certain fans and certain content creators, Tennessee Titans content creators, who decided to take this opportunity and beat their chest about how Bud Dupree was a terrible signing. What are we doing? What co- Does that make you feel better? Oh yes, I was right that the guy who we signed who was injured, who's made our team better when he plays... Oh, I was right that he wasn't worth it? Like, fuck out of here with that shit. Gee, oh man, I hate people who pound their chest about being right, about doubting the team. Your pessimism is not realism. You're being a fucking douchebag. And speaking of fucking douchebags, Taylor Lewan might be out for the 2022 season. And say what you want about busting with the boys or his holding penalties or personal fouls or whatever. Taylor Lewan is a Tennessee Titans staple. A legend who has been here since the times were shit. And has given his best every single game. Yeah, sometimes it's not perfect. Sometimes he's a liability. And I, I very clearly remember the false start from last week. But... To see people celebrating, Titans fans celebrating and mocking Taylor Lewan because he he's hurt and might be out for the season. Fuck you. If you are happy that Taylor Lewan got hurt, go fuck yourself. This does not do anything good for the 2022 Titans for Taylor Lewan to be hurt for an extended period of time. Unbelievable. For some reason, there's a a section of Titans fans 
who have become so, I don't know what the word is, conditioned, I guess, or, or they drank their own Kool-Aid during the 2019 season. And they forget what we used to be and how terrible it used to be. Now, I'm not saying that this is some sort of reason to, to just accept the shit performance that we saw on Monday night. But holy fuck. Have a little humility. Have a little dignity. Titans Twitter was ablaze, not only with emotional overreactions, which I can understand during an embarrassing loss on national television, but just the most wild proclamations of garbage about how I'm so sick of Mike Vrabel. He needs to be out of here. Two weeks into a season after he won NFL Coach of the Year? Miss me with that bullshit. I hate fans so much. They are so impatient. Ah, Okay, let's move off of injuries. There's one more thing that I want to talk about about this Bills game. And then we're going to move on, try and stoke a little bit of positivity before we wrap this up. Caleb Farley did not have a good game. In fact, he had a bad game. There were a few plays that were okay, and then there were a few really embarrassing plays. I do not know how you let Jake Kumaro beat you on a streak. I do not know how you cover nobody on a fourth and one in the red zone. That said, I completely disagree with Mike Vrabel's decision to pull him for the rest of the game. Caleb Farley is an athlete, a 6'2 corner with size and length and speed and all that shit that you want in a corner. But he has not played corner for that long. There is a reason Roger McCreary surpassed him on the depth chart, and I do not believe that it is because Caleb Farley is a bust. I think that the Titans are doing a very poor job of managing Caleb Farley and his snaps. Yes, he was bad. He was very bad. But the Titans gave up against the Bills. If you're giving up, give Caleb Farley some snaps. Let him become a corner again. Don't pull him, yank him, because he had one or two bad plays, really bad plays. He has to learn and get better. Because all throughout training camp, you would hear Good days from Caleb Farley and then bad days from Caleb Farley. But whenever the live reps hit, we're only seeing the bad plays. The good plays are there. You just have to get them out of him. And I don't think freaking out and pulling him is the key to doing that. Now, I don't want to see another ass kicking like we saw on Monday night. I don't want to see that for the rest of the season. But if, for some reason, Caleb Farley has an opportunity to play corner for the Titans on the outside, live with it. This Titans regime is the same regime that dealt with the worst, one of the worst defenses in NFL history. 
You're telling me you're giving up on Caleb Farley after a few bad reps and a blowout? Give me a fucking break. And actually, that brings up one other point. What the fuck is Dennis Daly doing at left tackle? As soon as Taylor Lewan went down, Dylan Raiden should have been the left tackle. He's a left side player. And I don't care if you as a fan have given up on Dylan Raiden's because of his inability to win the right tackle job. But left tackle is what he has played. And when he played left tackle against the 49ers last season, he did okay. He did well enough. Give him a fucking shot. Because Dennis Daly has no future with the Tennessee Titans right now. You have Dylan Radins for another two seasons on a cheap contract. Why is he not out there? Now, if Taylor Lewan's injury proves to be an extended one or, heaven forbid, a season-ending injury, Dylan Radin should be the left tackle. I don't know what the coaching staff is thinking. I trust Mike Rabel. I trust John Robinson. But I do not understand their decision-making since the end of the 2021 season, all the way through training camp by not signing better wide receivers, not signing more veterans along the offensive line, not really replacing Roger Saffold, because Aaron Brewer, though he is tougher than a $2 stake, cannot handle big-ass defensive linemen. I do not understand this coaching staff sometimes. But hey, that's what it is to be a fan. We don't have all the answers. We just ask a lot of questions that will never get answered. Speaking of questions that will never be answered, why do you listen to my goddamn podcast? Probably speaking to seven people, but the seven of you. Why do you listen? Because I strive to be optimistic about the Tennessee Titans as much as I can. But I have heard from a lot of people on Titans Twitter that my optimism is delusion. So, am I, am I just delusional? Because I really don't think so. The next five Titans games, we have the Raiders, we have the Colts, we have the Commanders, we have the Colts again, and the Texans. I don't think I'm being outrageously optimistic to say that we could win all five of those games. And then all of a sudden, 0-2 is 5-2. And And I don't feel so terrible about the season anymore. Is that delusion or blind optimism? You tell me. That's going to do it for me, guys. This is not a long episode. I cannot wait to put this game behind me and never have to hear about the Buffalo Bills again until I hear about them every single fucking time I turn on national media. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, share it. If this was cathartic for you in some way to listen to a Canadian bitch about your favorite team, 
If you would like to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Canadian underscore Titan, or you can follow the podcast at Elite Titans Pod. I have been your host, the known Twitter scoundrel, the Canadian Titan, Ethan Jordan. And remember, guys, I am not a homer. I'm just an Elite Titans fan. Fuck the Bills. Fuck you, Nathaniel and Victor. And tighten up.